We are spending the hour with the uh, Medical School for International Health at Ben Gurion University as um, we explore this amazing institution. And to start things off, an old friend, somebody who I am reuniting with for only the, I don't know, second or third time in the last four decades, and that's Dr. Alan Jotkowitz. Dr. Jotkowitz is the MSIH director. He's the director of the Medical School for International Health. Uh, he has served as Deputy Director for Academic Affairs for 10 years. He's a graduate of Yeshiva University, an MD from Yale School of Medicine. My gosh, some of my colleagues have really made it, huh? And he has published over 150 peer-reviewed manuscripts in the fields of internal medicine, medical ethics, Jewish medical ethics, and Jewish thought in prestigious journals. Dr. Jotkowitz, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's a pleasure. It's great to be here and reunite. One of the professional highlights of my life. Wow, that's, that, that is one of the greatest <laughs> I have to honestly say. <laughs> one of the greatest compliments I've ever been given, and from an old friend that means even more. An MHS classmate. Imagine that. Some of us really made it, huh? Uh, both of us. Well, I, I would say you certainly. The jury's still out on me. All right. Many people in this audience may not have heard of the Medical School for International Health at Ben Gurion University. Can you give us a good overview for them? Yes, it'd be a pleasure, Nachum. First of all, it's great to be here with you. Um, yeah, we're, we've existed for 20 years. Um, we're a four-year um, international medical school in, um, located in Beersheba. Um, most of our students, 80%, come from North America. Um, and again, they usually have a BA. They're graduates from um, universities in America. And they come to Israel and they have a curriculum very similar to an American medical school curriculum, a four-year program. And our programs, everything is, is similar. We prepare them well for the licensing exams, for the USMLE. And then we have a little special niche is that we're a school that concentrates on global health. Um, in addition to preparing for regular medicine, our students are trained um, for global health and cross-cultural medicine. Um, and we have a, a unique, um, in the fourth year, all the students um, spend three months in a developing world in either um, India. We have programs in India, in Nepal, in, um, in Peru, in Mexico City, um, in Africa. And they get to learn what it's like to be a doctor in the developing world. Then our graduates have different career paths. Um, most of them go back to America. We really do well. We have a 100% match rate um, for our students, and they do well on the licensing exams. And a significant minority stay in Israel and decide to develop their medical career in Israel. So there's also a Zionist bent to our medical school. We think that's a great thing. If our graduates want to stay, we'll, you'll meet some of them in the next couple of minutes. And it's a great opportunity. It's, very, it's much easier to integrate into the Israeli medical system if you went to medical school here. And that's a snapshot a little bit about our school. Now, the traditional American medical school right. would not include the component that you mentioned about going to Africa, India, or other places that were on the list you just said. Exactly. That's what we give the traditional medical school curriculum, and we add this aspect of global health. And it's really attractive to a lot of students, an opportunity to, um, to practice medicine in, in different settings. Also, the Kiddush Hashem aspect to it, too. You don't know, when I travel around the world, and I go every year to a different program, my wife and I, we go for um, one to two weeks, and we also work in these in these um, hospitals. It's an amazing pleasure, uh, a, 
an honor that we have and the privilege to work. My wife and I were in Iquitos, Peru um, last year. My wife was the first dermatologist ever to be in this hospital in Peru. And we went and we, we saw patients and we, we helped them. We made make collaborations. And it's really great PR also, not only for Ben-Gurion University, but also for Israel to show people heard nothing about Israel, maybe just negative things. And we come and we bring medicine there and we create relationships and we bring back doctors, um, um, we have every year doc students and doctors from Ethiopia and Ghana um, coming to our to Ben Gurion University in Beersheba to learn about medicine. So it really creates really nice partnerships. Speaking with Dr. Alan Jotkowitz about the uh, Medical School for International Health at Ben Gurion University, uh, tell the American audience that uh -huh. gen generally you're speaking. I mean, there are people all around the world listening, obviously, but you know where the bulk of our audience is. Tell them about your experiences in some of the hospitals you've seen in Africa, South America, etc., compared to the hospital care that they are getting in a country like the United States or even in Israel? That's a great question, Nachum. That's really, and I really, until I started, the, I'm, I feel honored to have this job. I'm living a dream, I have to say. Maybe you're living a dream too, but I'm living a dream to be able to live in Israel, to practice medicine, to be a dean of a medical school, to, and also to have this aspect of, of Kiddush Hashem and Tikkun Olam to go out in these places. Well, just two points. The first point is very medicine in Israel and America is very similar. Um, um, the level of care is... I thought when I came that that it would be difficult, but the transition for me personally as a doctor was much easier than I what thought. What year was that? You transitioned? I, 2000, I, started, I started working at Soroka um, in January 1st, 2002. Okay. It's a funny story of time. But... Um, and so I've been here almost 20 years. And the transit, I thought I had a problem with Hebrew, but interestingly, most of my patients speak Arabic or Russian. So I prepared <laughs> for months for Hebrew. And then, um, so, um, so that, but the level of medicine, the care is very similar between uh, America and Israel. But when you go to these developing countries, it's, it's just it's just a different world, what you see. And then the inequality in healthcare, it's, um, I mean, I was just in Mexico City um, a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And, um, before patients get treatments, they have to go to the window. There's this window, like you're ordering from like... Um, um, from a fast food place. Exactly, a fast food place. And you have to pay for your blood test and pay for the x-ray. And if you don't have the money, and pay for the antibiotic. If you don't have it, you don't get the treatment. Just, that's just the level they're on. And then we were in a Peru, Iquitos, Peru. And we went to see this hospital. And they have this beautiful... Um, neonatal intensive care unit that someone donated, I think through the, um, I'm not sure w where the donor organization was, they have this modern equipment that's on the level of American, but they, but they had no doctors who knew how to use the equipment. So they, they had the equipment, but they had no ability um, to use the equipment. So with that visit, we're working on arranging a doctor um, from Beersheba, a neonatal expert, to go to Kidos, Peru, to teach them how to use the equipment. And we're in this negotiation relationship, and they're so thankful of us that someone's able to, to help them in that situation. So I was going to ask you, tell yes. me something that we have in hospitals that you never saw in a hospital in the Far East. The truth, truth is, all you have to tell the people listening is that we've been to hospitals that simply didn't have the personnel that you need to operate the equipment that they have there, which right. is unbelievable. And 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 right, and then the equipment is right. Is that's just a, on on that level. Right. But um, I mean, this town of Quito's Peru, it's fascinating. Where where I went there, my wife and I. The only way to get there is by boat um, to get there. <laughs> the Amazon River, it's on the 
and I'll tell you a really funny story. So my wife and I were in Iquitos, Peru. We were visiting the students where they do rotations there. And um, we took all the doctors and hospitals and the, and the, and the students out, um, out for lunch at a vegetarian restaurant. Um, and then um, I'm going to pay with my credit card. And the waitress comes to me and says, um, are you from Israel? I said, what do you mean? How do you know? She said, I see on your credit card. She says, and she goes and tells me, my best friend is in Israel now. I said, what are you talking about? We're in the middle of the Amazon. What? <laughs> and she says, oh, and there's, a, and there's a Jewish house of prayer down the road. Now, there's no Chabad in the Quitos, Peru. They knew, I said, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't. Fine, we, we leave it. The next day, we're walking with one of the doctors, and we see something called Cohen's Furniture Store. So we walk in, and we meet Mr. Cohen, and I tell him the story. He says, oh, yeah, we have a Beit Knesset behind the store, hidden. I have this giant Beit Knesset behind my store, and Friday night we have davening, and I walk down there, and they have a Sefer Torah, and they have Sidurim in the middle of the Amazon. Chabad's never been there. We went to Lima, Peru. They barely know about this existence, and they have a minion every Friday night. So where did Jews get to Kitos, Peru? Unbelievable. Because there was a rubber boom 100 years ago. In, in, in the Amazon. So some Jewish people came from Poland and Russia and they started and they made roots and there's a community. So when you go on these adventures and travels, you get to sort of do this. And again, the relationships we make with these hospitals um, creates really goodwill for Israel, a good Kiddush Hashem. And I have these relationships with doctors that, that we continue on through... Um, through now you do a lot of medicine through WhatsApp through email I consult they send me cases we talk about so it's really fascinating experience. what was the how, how many graduates are there Wait, we, we have about uh, that are in a place like the ah, city in Peru oh, so that's an excellent question so we have we've existed for 20 years um, we have um, more than 500 graduates and then Eric was just telling me, he was just telling me the story. Eric, and you'll meet, one of our alumni is the head of vaccines, is in charge of vaccines for the Israel. So he works with the CDC in America and the, and the WHO. They had, and they World worked Health. World Health Organization on vaccines all over the world. The head of vaccines. It's a big topic, by the way, in our community right now. Right, vaccines, and yeah. maybe we could talk about yeah. that. But yes, it's a major pro problem topic. Yeah. But one of the top people in the WHO in vaccines is a graduate of our school. And one of the top people in the CDC right. who deals with vaccines is a graduate, Eric. And they were, were, were talking about each other, and they realized they were all alumni of our school. Mm -hmm. So a significant percent are, are working all over the world, in, 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 in Africa, in India. Um, the head of, of the... One of the graduates of our school is the head of the health care for all the migrants who are coming in from, from Mexico. He's in charge of all the health care for them. So they're all over the world. Are, and then one of them is doing um, repairs on women who have um, who have um, who have fistulas after childbirth. Um, they have difficult childbirth, so she travels trying to correct them. Again, we have a lot of stories about it, and it's really a, a nice opportunity. And then a lot of our alumni then are working in, in medicine in America, and then they, on the side, they travel a couple of weeks a year. To the, I think that's an obligation of every doctor to do something like that. And then a lot of our alumni also stay in Israel, and they make a career there. Uh, the four-month program that's required, yes, right? Yes, uh, three that, months. Three months. That yeah. takes place when? That's right in the fourth grad? year. No, it's oh, in the fourth during year. the fourth year. In the fourth year. It's two to three months. Right. It depends every year. So it's that's before flexible. graduation. Exactly. before, And they look at, and then, but we have, we learn about um, global health um, in the whole curriculum, we have courses, we prepare the students. We don't just send them. Like, you can't just send students. You have to prepare them because it's interesting. They see a lot of difficult things. Um, they see patients who would, it, it's, it's not easy for a medical student. They see 
They see babies who would get treated in America, but there's no resources to get them treated in, in these places, and they don't have money for it. So when you see these things, it also changes you as a person. That I, mean, I really think it's important. You're a different type of doctor when you see these things. A different type of doctor and a different type of person. Right. People say it's like a transformative experience in your life. For me, certainly, I had no idea. Again, I have this job. that I, I, It's funny how life is. I A dream was always to come to Israel. I come to Israel... I ended up in Beersheba working as a doctor for whatever reason. I get involved in this medical school, and now I travel around the world, um, and I have students who travel around the world. And again, this wasn't part of the plan, but that's the way it sometimes works with Aliyah. It is amazing. Last thing. Yes. Um, there are people listening, yes. and there are parents of people yes. listening yeah. who, who would be interested, who are likely yes. hearing about this for the first time. Pro- yeah. uh, there's a four-year medical program exactly. the way you described it in Israel. Exactly. How should they follow up and get information? Oh, thanks, Lach. Um, I think just check our, our website, MSIH. Um, just type in MSIH to Google and you'll get to our New York office. We have two offices. We have an office in Beersheba, and anyone who's interested, I get a lot of listeners come from New York, I think. So we have an office in New York that handles a lot of our, and just type in MSH to Google, and they get all the information. And we have people, I don't know, who can, um, who can, um, who can answer their, any questions they have. Excellent. Thank you, Nachum. A pleasure to it's, reunite. It's really been a great pleasure. Dr. Thank you Alan Jotkowitz, the director of the Medical School for International Health at Ben Gurion University.